Hey guys, welcome back to Toby's show. I know I didn't do episode last week. Sorry guys, I got busy with work and other shit. Anyway, today's episode, I'm gonna be reading some creepy stories from Reddit. So, let's just, let's just get into it, you guys. Um, is it? Let me see. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Okay. This one is titled, Don't Meet Up With Your Dealer at 2 a.m. Okay. This story takes place a while ago. When I was 14, I recently started smoking weed for the first time. Let me tell you, in my 14-year-old mind, there was absolutely nothing better than taking a nice toke, munching on some food, and then passing out. So this night in particular, I was sleeping over at a friend's house. Let's call her D.D. And... I had already burned through our first little stash of weed, but had started to come down from our high and wanted more because while well, it was fun and we didn't want to stop. The two of us managed to scrunch together enough money for a joint. This wasn't a, a big enough purchase for our dealer to drive and, and drop it off, so we made the not so smart decision to sneak out and, and go out to him. Yes, we were desperate, I know. Now, looking back, I'm aware that this is ru- this was a really stupid thing to do. Two 14-year-old, 5'10", and 5'4 girls would be, would be ridiculously easy to overpower in our heads, though. We were, in our heads, though, we were invisible. So, we threw on our jackets and beanies and left through D's back door. After making it out onto the street, we... We noticed just how empty it was. Not a single person was around, and the air was dead still. The street lamps illuminated the sidewalks pretty well, but every now and again, there'd be certain patches darker than others. Keep in mind, it's two in the morning, so it's safe to assume that anyone who'd approached two teen girls at this hour probably had ill intentions. Anyways, we get about halfway to the meeting spot. When from behind me, I hear the low rumble of a vehicle. I whip my head around and see a huge truck drive towards us. In my still slightly high paranoid mind, I decide that I'm not in the mood for potentially being talked to by strangers. So I grab Dee's arm and drag her down the side street we see. We make it and continue walking the street. I relax a little when I hear the truck drive by the street. We're on a stair of turning it down. Now just for context, I need to explain how these streets work. There were so many little streets all connected here, but there are also back alleys where people's garages are. A lot of garages here are either detached or in the back. So there are these back alleys that consists uh, only of garages that that make the garages easy to access. They do, however, go all the way through. And you can get and you can get back into the main street from the alley. So basically, if you have a house, there's a street in front of you, back alley behind you, and you can get to both by simply just doing a small loop. Now we. We've seen the truck drive past, so we are calm, but then out of nowhere, I hear this truck again, this time coming from in front of us. Once more, I'm like, fuck no, and D and I spur it 
and between two houses where there was no light. The houses here are ridiculously close together, so it's easy to hide behind them. From here, I see this truck drive by super slowly as if looking for us. It's the truck as before, mind you. Now we are terrified. We are both pressed up against the house, trying not to be seen. This truck drives past, and then we hear this engine roar. The truck did a loop. And now in the back alley of, of these houses, tearing it down, tearing down it with its brights on. I think they thought we cut through the side and used the back. Rather than staying put at the side, we hear it slow before, I'm assuming, turning back towards the street that connects to the front of Fakeson Street. At this point, Dee decides to call the police because it's obviously this person is looking for us. Dee is on the phone, and, and I'm looking out for this truck. I see it come down the street once more, and it's going slow once again. This time, however, it pull over on the side of the road. I shuffle back to my hiding spot, praying I haven't given us away. The operator tells us to stay in the line, and that cops were on the way but all i can hear is the sound of one of the trucks doors opening and closing we listen and hear the sound of urgent footsteps walking down the pavement we're fully hidden now so we cannot see the street but the sound of shoes slapping against the pavement is unmistakable the footsteps slow after a minute or so and finally we hear the door open and close again and the truck peels out of its spots. The cops come and take a statement from us. They also drove us back home. Other than being a bit shaken, we were okay. We never told our parents our fear for, being, for getting in trouble. I don't know who this person was or what they wanted, but I'm very grateful that for whatever reason they gave up the search for us and left us alone that night. Alright guys, here is the other one. Let me see. Okay. White van at 4 a.m. I was walking back from my partner's pub. I was around 4 a.m. 27 female and I got near the top of the hill. We live in we live on in the UK. I stuck to well lit areas and shared my location with my fiance the entire time. As I was walking I heard a honk behind me, which caused me to jump. And I watched as a white van pulled up about two meters in front of me and stopped. I stopped to watching them. They they put their hazards on. Then they began to slowly roll backwards towards me. I began walking backwards and quickly called my fiance. By which time they hurried, pulled away. He stayed in the phone as I explained what happened, almost in tears, until I reached our flat and got inside. In the morning, I reported the sighting after the, after his mom and he both said, I, I should even, though, after his mom and he both said, I should even, though, nothing happened. But didn't get a, a number plate. I'll take a picture since I was panicking so much, thinking I would end up as another statistic if if I walk past this van. I suffer from anxiety at the best of times, but we'll be taking Uber from now on and not walking at stupid times. Now, this next one, guys. Creepy guy followed my niece and I at 
store. This happened about six years ago when my niece was about six years old. My niece asked if she could go with me to the grocery store. We had a small, unplanned family get-together, and I wanted to get a few things. I said, sure, but I tell her she can't she can't just take off at the store, and I, and I expected her to be right by my side. Her mother, my sis, mentioned how overprotective I was, and that's worried so much. I, I reminded her of close experiences I've had as a kid. But she brushes it off as me being dramatic. Anyway, we go to the store and we're going through the aisles when this guy in his early 50s to mid-50s turns, looks at my niece, he looks away and looks back again at her. Then he turns away and walks off. I got a weird feeling from it. But I thought I was being paranoid. But the other 20 minutes we were there, every time I turn around, I keep noticing him. We get to the cereal and my niece is picking which one she wants. When I turn and see him at the end of the aisle, standing there and see me at the end of the aisle, standing there, all creepy, staring at her legs. She's wearing a denim skirt that goes below her knee. I step in in front of her to block his view. He looks up at me, sees him staring at him. And the look in his face was like, and oh shit, I got caught here. I just go off and ask him what the fuck he is staring why the fuck he is staring at my little niece following us the last 20 minutes without a shopping cart or or anything he takes off so damn fast out of the store my niece was shaken up since she also knows the creep i decided that's enough and just take her back home my niece tells her parents what happened they finally started taking how protective i've been with their kids seriously and not as being dramatic. <laughs> wow. Guy following me and my store around the craft store. I'm typically a paranoid person, which probably stems from listening to too many true crime podcasts, but sometimes I think it generally pays off. I was walking around Michael's with my daughter was four at the time. We were looking for crafts to do, and it was pretty sporadic. Like, we had no idea what we even wanted. Every aisle I was in there was a middle-aged man all looking at things in the same aisle as me. I'm not dissing any crafty dudes out there, but it's unusual to see. I walk around for even longer after having noticed this to see if I could shake him, but he kept popping up. Eventually, my daughter and I found something we wanted to do, and I just decided that I had to check out. I couldn't spend the whole day trying to shake this guy, and part of me just thought I was being paranoid anyway. I think the weirdest thing of all in the situation was the fact that he walked out at the same time as me having bought nothing at all. For a split second, I looked at my car in the parking lot, considering whether or not I wanted to make a run for it. I knew I would look like an idiot and question whether I was being stupid about the whole thing. But then I saw a cop car parked pretty close by. They were near enough to see me. So I walked briskly to my car, holding my daughter's hand to pretend the guy just walked off. I don't know where it didn't. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't even look like he was walking to a car in the lot. But he definitely saw the cops too.
Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I will definitely later be recording another episode making up for me. That posting episode last week. Um, have a good day or night whenever you ask, listen to this episode in peace. Thank you.